0: Do, do 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 Here we go. My name is Todd, and this is Kathy. Welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number three hundred and fifty-three. Happy New Year.
1: Happy twenty seventeen.
0: If you're listening to this the day that the show comes out, it's uh, January third, two thousand and seventeen.
1: It's my mom's birthday.
0: Happy birthday, Judy Kasani. Big seventy-six. To you. Six? Mm-hmm. Um, What is Zen Parenting Radio? It's a podcast where you will feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, I have no idea what we're talking about today other than you just said something to me two minutes ago. So go ahead and we're
1: talk. gonna we're gonna talk about being curious rather than being judgmental. And interestingly enough, there is a famous quote by Walt Wim, Walt Whitman where he says, "Be curious, not judgmental," hmm. which is exactly what I wanted to discuss.
0: Maybe he stole that from you. Maybe. And what's the quote that we always forget that I always tear apart?
1: Uh, sell your cleverness and buy bewilder- bewilderment,
0: which is another way of saying get curious. Yeah. And quit thinking you know it all.
1: Well, and that which is
0: what judgmental judging people do.
1: And I think that's exactly what I want to talk to talk about is there's been some things I've read this week and some things that have come up where that's really the common thread is this belief that we know everything and that our viewpoint is the only one. Do you want me to give a story? It's
0: my way or the highway. Not yet. Okay. Um, So let's promote our conference first. And then um, actually let's do this. This episode is being brought to you by my cold. I have a cold. For real? He's got a man cold. And this is a... Uh, Two-minute thing. I'm only going to play about 20 seconds of it. But it's some English commercial or something. And there's this guy who's horizontal, laying on the bed in a robe, complaining to his wife because of his cold. <laughs> and these random e- emergency people show up. And you'll get the hint. Okay. So, Laura. <laughs> you didn't come. So I dialed 999. What? Where is Quickly, love. Mm. OK, son, everything's going to be fine. i are going to die. Not if we can help it. My head's so burning. How did this happen? Oh, he caught the cold off me. Just don't think, do you? <laughs> I, I'm a bit confused. Hasn't he just got a cold? For God's sake, woman, he's a man. He's got a man cold. <laughs> do not, under any circumstances, move from this bed, OK? He's got a man cold. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And there's friends of mine that might be like, oh, Todd, don't perpetuate some weird generalization about masculinity, about how we're a bunch of wimps. But you know what? (laughs) I'm a total wimp. And there's a reason why when God decided who's going to have babies, it was going to be the female. (laughs) That's all I got to say.
1: I have had a cold now for five
0: days. (laughs) And I don't even
1: think I've said I had a cold. I just do. But...
0: Having said that, how did my eyes look yesterday? They
1: looked heavy. I mean, it does not take away from how sick you are. But
0: let's get specific. And this is me trying to defend my position and dig my heels in. Okay. My eye, like it was really bad. Yes. Yes. Was your eye as bad as my eye no, was? Uh-uh. Okay, so I did have it maybe a teeny bit worse, but I milk maybe. it. Maybe. I milk it for a lot more than it's worth.
1: And I say maybe only because, yes, you had a swollen eye, but I had a headache mm-hmm. and I had the, I've been sneezing and doing all that. Here's the thing that it's not about. Who has it worse? Because then, then we start to get into who deserves more attention.
0: Then we judge. We're not curious.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to say, is that in this scenario, possibly you ha- got hit a little harder. Hmm. Um, but I also, my big butt, though, and I know I'm not supposed to do but, but is that when I feel anything coming on, there's all these things I do. I did the neti pot
0: last you night. You did not
1: go to the chiropractor.
0: No, I, I missed that. You do not gargle. No, I forgot to. You did
1: not do the neti pot until you were sick. You Correct. you wait. Like if if my nose starts to run or I'm sneezing, I start that right away. Yeah. And colds are just something that even with doing all those things, they may not help. They it may not but it might. take it away. But I think it makes it shorter. Yeah. I think it makes the duration shorter and it doesn't seem to so whenever the girls are like, Oh, I think I'm feeling sick, I don't know what to do, I'm like, drink water. Do the neti pot. Um, go take a bath with oil or with baking soda or with salt. Like there are these things we can do right. to actually prevent or have our sickness not be as long.
0: So I just want to make fun of myself. That's all. The man called. Well, at the same time, man, it was not a good day yesterday.
1: Yeah, you were you were aching. I, I could tell. He would just sit there and fall asleep out of the blow.
0: It was brutal. Anyways, um, so conference, real quick, quick plugs for the conference.
1: Okay, so Zen Parenting Conference isn't. In- Two months. Come on. Less Less than than two two months. months. It's so soon and it's going to be so great. And we have such wonderful people coming and wonderful sponsors. I could not be more thrilled. It's February 24th, 25th. Um, if you are interested in coming, which I think you should be, you should go to uh, zenparentingradio.com and click on events and you'll be, you know, you can get your tickets there. And um, the deal that we did in December was $25 off and you use DEC. That was somewhat popular. And I've gotten a few emails from people who are like, I needed to wait till after the holidays, but I still want that discount. So I will extend it and make it J-A-N for January. D-E-C
0: doesn't work anymore. Right.
1: So go J-A-N if you want $25 off. And... um, Oh,
0: Jan. Oh, Jan... Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. The new Jan Brady. The new Jan Brady with the black curly wig. Yeah.
1: She was She was just going to see what else worked.
0: Um, I do want to promote our, um, our partner for the conference. We talked about him last week. He is our family financial planner. His name is David Serrano. He works for Edward Jones, and he's a lovely man who's very good at what he does, and he's going to be there with a the tabletop. At the conference. Ah,
1: tabletop. Like it.
0: That's right. So anyways, thank you, David Serrano. So, And uh, all our sponsors, if you want to, just curious, they're on uh, the sponsors link on our webpage for the conference.
1: All right. So can I tell this story now? Sure. Okay. So about four or five days ago, I was reading Instagram. Um, which sounds funny because Instagram is just pictures. But I was there was a picture that was posted and um, by Glennon um, Doyle. So for those of you who don't know her, she's a writer. She wrote Love Warrior and um, Carry On um, Warrior, and you know she's become somewhat uh, popular. So I think most people know who she is. This is, is but not she's an Glennon
0: author. Mellon. Yeah. Oh, you That's call not Mellon. Sorry. What's, what, what used to be her name?
1: Glennon Melton Doyle,
0: and now it's just Glennon Doyle. Gl- wait,
1: Glennon Doyle Melton.
0: I don't know. I, I'm honestly <laughs> It
1: doesn't. Her name's Glennon. Glennon. Okay.
0: Same lady though. Same lady. Okay.
1: So, um, she is now dating Abby Wombeck, who Correct. is a soccer player, okay? So they're together, and she's been posting pictures of their family, and their family has been um, very, you know, post-divorce, because she and her husband got a divorce. They've been able to find this sense of connection between everybody, like Craig's in a lot of their pictures, and they spent the holidays Craig's together. her former husband. Her former husband. And, and I want to say this about that situation real quick, is that a lot of people – have been judgmental about that, saying, oh, it's too soon, whatever. And you have to remember when people write books, um, they're not writing about it in present time, meaning the story that she's sharing in Love Warrior happened over like four years ago. And again, it it didn't completely end. I mean, it was over the course of four years. Right. But a lot of times we think it just happened. Right. and We forget that there's, a lot of, time, a lot has of time has passed. So that's not really what it's about. It's about the fact that on Instagram there was a woman – who kept saying these pictures I don't buy it I just don't buy it you know quit posting
0: these pictures What didn't she buy? She
1: didn't buy their relationship. Okay. Abby and Glennon. Because um, Glennon
0: was married to a man and now she's with a woman yes, and she didn't buy it. She doesn't the fact. buy any of it. Okay. She
1: and again she kept saying I don't buy it and people kept saying to her what what don't you buy? You know like what's yeah. what what don't you buy? And she eventually after like 10 posts of saying you know, Glennon isn't gay. She just, you know, I, she doesn't know what's going on with her. Or there's no way that families get along this well. She kept commenting, and finally, people—some people weren't very nice to her, but some people were really curious. They were like, "What? What don't you buy here?" Finally, after many, many posts, she wrote. I went through a divorce, and this is not the way things happen. Okay. It took me three and a half years to get along with my ex-husband, and we're still struggling. Mm. So this isn't real. Yes. Okay, so that's my story to kind of bring you guys into this conversation, is here's a woman who has had her own personal experience, who is now wearing those glasses, and when she looks at anyone else's experience, she says, this can't be true because this wasn't true for me. Yeah. And this is what I'm afraid a lot of people do. Not just in a social networking situation, that's just me trying to create a, you know, conversation here, but we view other people through this really narrow lens titled if I don't understand it it doesn't exist yeah. or if I don't believe in it it's bad.
0: Or if I didn't experience it exactly the same way then it must not be true.
1: Correct and this is the be curious instead of judgmental piece it is one thing to say wow that's different that's not the way i experienced things but for someone to decide that something cannot be true simply because they don't yet
0: experience it yeah or or have an understanding of it
1: correct yeah i have been finding in the um in the last month or two that i have had to put my social work hat on a lot because there's a lot of. What does that mean? Of, what that means is that there's a lot of people that I've talked to about situations in our country and our election and such who make commentary about what women should feel or how sexual assault really isn't what people say it is yeah. or how who's the cause, and I'm putting that in quotes, cause of the racial challenges and divide we have in our country. And people who have all this, they think information because that's what feels right to them because of their limited experience. Right. And the reason I say I'm putting on my social work hat a lot is because I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of women, work with a lot of people who have been sexually abused, um, work with a very diverse um, population, with my college students and also you know, with people that I work with and treat. And... And again, when I'm saying that, I don't have all the answers either. My goodness, I only have the experience that I have had. But that is why I'm open-minded to hearing what was your experience and and could this be something I could learn from rather than because I haven't seen it or experienced it, it's not true. Right. Does that make sense, Todd? It,
0: it does. And it's one thing to be able to say it. It's another thing to be able to integrate that because I think we all fall in this – spectrum of, you know, openness mm-hmm. to other ideas mm-hmm. and closed mindedness. And Correct. depending on what the subject matter is, or what kind of day we're having, we're always landing in a different place on that spectrum.
1: Correct. And, and I think that when instead of coming at people with this can't be true, this isn't true, I think the shift that we can make is this is something I don't fully understand. Yeah. Can you tell me your experience?
0: Yeah. Help me understand.
1: Because when people say to me things like women shouldn't be upset about this, or women really aren't challenged in this way, or women don't really have a problem or anything to worry about, um, it it's it can feel very offensive because I am not being asked maybe why these issues are an issue. I'm being told that I'm wrong.
0: Well, and I have a tool for all of us. Um, And I think I learned this from Covey with seven habits or whatever, but whenever I would say to myself, when somebody in in a dialogue with somebody and I wanna say something like you're wrong or just disagree with somebody, Instead, I have that miniature filter in my brain. Instead of saying you're wrong, I say, help me understand. Help
1: me understand, yes.
0: If you can replace you're wrong or you're full of crap or you're blah, 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 or just the word you're, Mm -hmm. and instead bring it back on yourself as help me understand, Mm -hmm. that opens up the discussion because the minute that you tell somebody they're wrong, their ego is going to get involved and defend why they're right. Mm -hmm. But if you say, help me understand, then all of a sudden there's an openness to that.
1: And, and the, and that is, that's huge. So I love that. So I just want that to sit there for a second and put a period after it and say, yes, Todd's blowing his nose. Um, I also want, it's a man cold. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. He's going to take another Kleenex. That's
0: two Kleenexes You know what?
1: Then you are worse than I am because I only use one.
0: I told you. It's a man cold, baby. (laughs) It's a man, baby. It's a man, baby. Go ahead.
1: So is the person who, because you're saying help me understand, and really what's necessary before help me understand is understanding there is no way we can know everything, Mm -hmm. and that our job is to just be, there's a great um, quote, Albert Einstein quote, I have no talents. I'm just passionately curious, yeah. and and really, what that is is I don't know everything because how could I? Mm-hmm. How could anybody? Anybody who tells me they they're like, oh, I know this. I, I even struggle.
0: Like, what do you know?
1: What do you?
0: I, what, what do you know? You know that we love each other. Like, there's a few things sure. we can know for certain.
1: Good question because right. I wanted to get to that. There are things I believe in. Right. So you say first, what do you believe in? We can go back and forth.
0: I believe that the world is round. Okay.
1: Wasn't one of our children challenging us on that? Maybe I was, we were. Um, I, we we were kind of like, help me understand why you think the world's not right.
0: I believe I'm a good person. Okay. I, I believe that I love you. Okay. I believe that we have three children. Okay. Those okay. are things I believe in.
1: Okay. I believe in all of those things. Also, can and. Also, that the world is round, and also that people are innately good, yeah, that people are
0: so what if somebody said uh, no that's not true because people are not innately good because if they were, we wouldn't have all the things on the news that we have
1: then I would tell them to go hold a baby that was just born mm-hmm. and tell me that that baby is not innately good
0: so what you 're saying, and i don't want to, i don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole, but People, when they're born, they're innately good, but can they turn into bad people?
1: It's not that they turn into bad people. They may make choices that they use to deal with the pain or the hurt um, or the lack of connection to themselves. They then make choices that cause bad consequences for themselves and for others. But do I believe that someone can always make a choice? Mm -hmm. To be loving, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. There is nothing set in stone. Right. There is nothing, and you know. Yeah, we
0: believe in a world where anything's possible.
1: Absolutely. You know, like that's the that phrase. Anything is possible. I've used that in every book I've written. Like, um, and you, it's it, when we say that, it's not about I'm going to snap my fingers and a car is going to pull up in front of my house and you know someone's going to give it to me. It's not about materialistic. It's you not know.
0: about manifestation. No. Right. I'm
1: talking about that if. You can have the belief that anything is possible. You've already opened the door of your imagination to figure out how that can be. You may not have it tomorrow. It may not happen for 10 years. It may be something that takes centuries. You know, I don't know about, you know, because everybody's thinking of their own thing, of what's possible. But the first thing we need to do to make any change is to believe that there is a possibility and that then shifts our brain, how we see it, how we view it, how we're open to it. So, there are some things. I believe in innate goodness. I believe in love. I believe that we are here on earth to connect with each other. Some of these things are through just my spiritual understanding and some of them are through research, just that what we know, um, you know, biologically that we are hardwired and programmed to connect with each other and that as humans, if we do not connect with each other, we die. Yeah. We literally die. When, you know, you guys know the whole study of the babies that were born, that some babies were given, you know, love and they were touched and the the other babies were given food and they were given you know water
0: everything that they supposedly need to survive and those babies ended up
1: they did not survive right they died yeah and it, failure to thrive
0: yeah and medically and scientifically that like makes no sense why would a baby who got fed and got water but didn't get hugged why would they not thrive and the answer is we don't know other than the fact that loves make love makes the world go around you can't prove that scientifically but I don't think, but there, there's well, an example that is of it happening. The proof
1: scientifically yeah. to me. Again, right. and and if someone said, "Well, I have something else to show you," I'd say, "Tell me. Yeah, let me read it. Let me see it. Like I really do." at least try to practice being a very curious person I really do like to read articles that people send me I like to I'm always very thoughtful about the source and where it's coming from and what the basis of this person's journalistic integrity is and you know I it's not that everything I read I think is fact but I try and be very thoughtful about reading many different sides and I think why that's important is like even the idea of being an expert, Todd and I, uh, well, I'll just speak for myself. I always struggle with that word. And I know that sometimes when I speak places or if I'm writing something, people that I'm doing it for like to say, well, we're going to call you an expert. Right. Why do they do that? Because it helps them sell tickets or do whatever, because right. people want to see an expert. But and, and so I'm fine with it if it needs to be used for a marketing reason. But at the same time, um, I am an then I'll be an expert who's still interested in everything, who knows that she's still learning everything.
0: It's a lot of words, though. I know. It's easier just to say experts.
1: I know, I know, but it's just a word that doesn't resonate with me. I'm with you. I don't like
0: with guru me. or expert. Like, you know, what we've been doing this podcast for whatever, six years. Actually, six now.
1: Yes. It's officially Happy six. Happy anniversary. Six years.
0: And um, we, neither one of us like the term guru or expert. I even like. Uh, because we don't think we know it all.
1: Well, it, it, it's not even about what we think. We don't. Yeah. We just don't. Because yeah. there's, if people have told me that they've listened to like our first. Uh, year of this podcast, and they're like, you guys were so different, and Todd was like this, and you used to say this, and now you say this. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's been five years. Evolution. (laughs) Like that, I hope so. If I was saying the same thing now that I was saying five years ago, and I had no new information, I think you guys would be bored. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would be bored, and I don't know how to live that way. I How many
0: books at a time are you reading? I was looking at your bookshelf the other day. (laughs) How many you got going right now, honestly?
1: Uh, Four. Yeah. but I finished the one. Which the one? The Right Brainers. I am doing uh, for my college class this semester. Um, we are doing um, the Daniel Pink book. Yeah. Uh, why Right Brainers will rule the world. I picked
0: up your other book. What's the one? Uh, um, he's got like a, the plans at the end of the.
1: Oh, the Good Life Project. The Good Life Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, the, it's the buckets. The, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I started uh, I started reading that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. You
1: like that? I actually thought it's I'm,
0: more my the way my brain works versus yours.
1: I agree. I started the book, but part of the reason I have not finished it yet was because it was much more. It was written by a man, Jonathan Fields, and it's much more structured and boxy. You know, like here's your vitality bucket. Here's this bucket. Here's this bucket. Here's what you need to do. I actually listened to his podcast today, and he was talking about the six Ps of, like, making change. Oh, he calls wow. him the six nice. piece. I know. I knew you would love it. And I'm listening to it, and I don't think he's wrong. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it doesn't um, influence me the way something like that would influence you. Because you
0: reside on the other side of your brain, right? Correct.
1: Well, I I reside on both is what I learned from Daniel Pink. Um, that book is so good, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Daniel um, Pink's awesome.
1: You know what? Will you look up the – I want to look up the main ti- the title of that book really quick because I want to give it the proper – um Kudos.
0: Kudos. And I'm going to beat you. I'm no, looking it not. up, too. Life is a competition. Life, I'm going to win. I'm going
1: to win. Everybody, i To sell as
0: human drive, a whole new mind. A whole
1: new mind. I won. Okay, you won. I am better. Right, you have the worst cold, and you're faster. 2005. Your, yeah, 2006 is when the paperback oh, came wow. out, and it has new information in oh, it. Oh, I thought that was a new book. No, it's not. Okay. Um, but it's called A Whole New Mind, and it's about why right brainers are the future. And when he said, uh, and just for those of you who are maybe listening to the show for the first time, a right brainer is, uh, let me say it this way left brain is our logical, practical, linear mm, side. I
0: love the left.
1: Todd's like so happy now, even yes. when I say that. So that's our left side, and our left side, of the brain has been completely, absolutely necessary for the last however many years because everything has been about business and financial and even manufacturing. And it's been very logical, linear. So right brain is, and there was even a time when people didn't think the right brain was necessary. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, um, The right brain is much more about imagination and thinking out of the box and, and looking at things in a whole picture rather than a small picture, being creative and not just creative like artwork, but like how can we view something differently? Yeah, like
0: a different path towards sol- solving a problem.
1: Exactly, yeah. a different way to solve a problem. What he's saying is that this left brain focus that we've had for so long is no longer going to be sufficient. Doesn't mean we don't need the left side. It means we need people who can utilize left and right. right. And so the people who, so what I'm doing with my college students is they're social workers, right? They're, it's intro to social work. And I want them to have an understanding of how essential their skill set is going to be in the future is that the left brain are things that we can definitely learn their book smarts their you know statistics those kind of things which now we have accessible through computers like that right, right? but that this right side of the brain that they so easily access that's the future the i was reading Todd's statistics about How for any of you that are nurses or plan to be nurses, it is the job of the future. Mm. You know, caregivers like people who not only can utilize the um, you know obviously there's there's parts to being a nurse that absolutely are left brain, sure, but that right brain piece of being a caregiver, of being a social worker, of being somebody who has that empathetic relational ability. Well, that's the future.
0: And we dedicate a lot of our energy towards. Nurturing the emotional literacy of our children as opposed to making sure that they have a math tutor.
1: And that is the other piece, you guys, as parents, is that we are still very focused on a very outdated model educationally. We're focused on are they getting these grades? Are they getting these test scores? And Daniel Pink, like Todd said, in 2006 was already talking to universities and predicting that test scores eventually are going to be obsolete. Not tomorrow and maybe not in the next five years, but. We're starting to understand that a test score is just demonstrating testing ability, right. and even though that's some, that is a piece of the puzzle. It's
0: a variable as opposed to the dominating factor.
1: Exactly. So everything is shifting to be more EQ rather than IQ. All right. So, um, with that said, I don't even know why I got on that tangent.
0: I Me mean, neither. I asked you how many books you have on your. Oh, I'm reading stand. a
1: lot of books. I'm also reading like fun books too.
0: Yeah. A few. I'm not reading any. Okay. So between the two of us, that's a bunch.
1: We're reading four.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're doing a lot. So can I read you some other quotes that I think are
0: really good? Surely, my dear. Um,
1: Polish your mind with the minds of others.
0: Ooh, that's good. Isn't
1: that good? Yeah. Because it doesn't say be take other people's information as your own. Just polish your mind with their information.
0: And I will say that I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I listen to a lot of YouTube clips of motivational things and things like that. And um, uh, one thing I've been doing lately is as I'm getting this information in my brain, uh, the lazy way is for me just to listen to it. But if I actually take out a pen and a paper or I take out my phone and type in some of the things that resonated with me, Mm -hmm. it really... Uh, makes it, it, it helps me integrate it much more strongly than it would if I'm just kind of listening. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's what I did in class when I was a student. Right. That's called note-taking.
0: But do you do that? I mean, I know you're underlining and folding tabs mm-hmm. and everything, but I feel like because you read so fast and you get through a book like in a day, you're not purposely writing anything down. You're just kind of taking mental notes.
1: Well, I do a little bit of both. So when I'm reading and there's things I like, like Todd said, I'll underline it. I'll I'll do the dog ear, the page. But usually there's something in there that is a common thread or right. a theme. And so in that book... Um, I can, like, I do pull out quotes yeah. or I put something on my vision board. Or yeah. have you seen all the quotes above my vision board lately?
0: Is that your all meditation those yellow? area? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that you had them. I haven't read them
1: yet. So those have been things I've been pulling out of my books in the last couple of weeks. Like, so you
0: kind of like accumulate all this yeah. information. And yeah. then the ones that stick out in your brain the most, you'll put on a post it as a kind of daily reminder.
1: Correct. And, and like the book we were just talking about, Daniel Pink's book, A Whole New Mind, I that I get to make, I have to make that into a syllabus for next semester which is due in like a week. Um, So that I get to really pull apart, you know, so that I get to do. And sometimes I use a book for Women's Circle. Sometimes we study a book for this show. So then we can really pull it apart.
0: So let's get back to judgment. Okay. Curiosity and judgment. So
1: let me tell you another reason why I want to talk about curiosity and judgment is Todd and I, um, you know, we're doing this Newtown showing on January 18th, which is soon. It's in like
0: two weeks. 16 days away
1: and it 's at the Elmhurst Public Library if you are in Elmhurst or in Chicagoland and you want to go just go to um, zenparentingradio dot com and click on events and you can get tickets they 're free, yeah. um, but you do need tickets because we only have a i think we we went from having eighty seats to having like ninety seats, so we have a few more, but i think we 're already at like seventy two yeah. or something so get tickets. The reason why I'm bringing this up as far as judgment is because Todd and I have finally watched this movie. And one thing that we said, I've been saying on the show is this movie is not about what happened that day. It's about how they came together and dealt with their grief. I still stand by that, but I, this movie is not an easy watch.
0: Yes. And it's important that we say that.
1: And it's important that, yes, I'll just, yes, what Todd said, it's important we say that because in the first... Ten minutes of this movie, they have to do some. Here's what happened. Yeah, not with any visual, but with the nine one one. People telling stories and yeah, and and I was a mess. And I looked at Todd and I said, "We got to tell people who are coming to this movie that this is not just happy go lucky. Here's how we survived. Yeah, this is hard. Yeah, and and I. But then I also looked at him at one point and said, "But I'm willing to do this. Yeah." Because I need to understand this. And one documentary is not going to give me all the answers, but I am willing to go through this with these people because they are me and Mm. I am them. Their town is no different than my town. Their country is my country. The experience they had not only can happen to other people, it has over and over. Many, many, many times. And we love saying, that's too depressing. I don't want to look at that. And you know what, damn it? Who do we think we are? Well,
0: and what I said to you is we owe it to the people in that community and every other community to, because it is the easier path is to just not look in that direction. Yes. But my goodness, if we can equip ourselves with some information that we didn't otherwise have, which this documentary will show us, it is in our best interest and for the greater good. To look at the uncomfortable. Yes. Because these parents deserve it.
1: Yes, and they are trying to help everybody else. Yes. You know the quote that I hear from Todd and I actually met a man on the plane when we were going to Thanksgiving in Seattle, whose son was shot in in San Francisco many years ago by somebody who had who had purchased a gun yeah. like an hour before, yeah. and who also was struggling with some things emotionally, obviously, Um and. He, his son was shot in a restaurant and he. we were able to have this conversation with him and he said to us, once you've had this experience, the rest of your life is dedicated to this not happening to anyone else ever again. Right. Then I'm watching Newtown, and a dad says the exact same thing. And then you listen to these—the dad of—I um, can't remember—he's a really outspoken guy. I can't remember his name, but his daughter was shot last year, yeah. and he's—and he said, "My life is now completely dedicated to this." And they are not for us to turn our back and say, "Yeah, yeah, that's you, but not me." They're trying to say, "How can we work together?" To create something better, mm-hmm. to bring awareness, to and and people say, well, nothing will make a difference, nothing will matter. That's going back to that idea that we were talking about before—that nothing that that we can't make
0: that we can't make change,
1: and that we that it's not
0: possible, and it is possible. Of course, it is. Uh, that man Elliot we met on the plane, who uh, may or may not get on the show. I invite him to be on it. And we're waiting to hear back, but he had some ideas of how we can. Create solutions that will make everybody happy, even the people who love their guns
1: right, which when you say love their guns, meaning people who live very in an protective environment over
0: the second amendment
1: right and and they live in an environment where it's not such an issue, yeah maybe like the there's a very big difference between people who live in a rural environment and an urban environment, yep. and so for people to um you know the gun laws in a rural environment could possibly be different than they are in an urban environment yeah. so there's ways of thinking out of the box where like you said everybody can be like okay this, this kind of satisfies everybody's needs and concerns about the Second Amendment. But it's like it's so difficult to even have this conversation because everybody just jumps to, I'm right, you're wrong, you don't understand, I do. And here's my thing about being curious again. Todd, Ta- I'm open-minded. Explain to me what I don't understand. That's We sat on the plane and I said, Elliot, explain to us about the laws, what we don't understand. And he told me a ton of things I had no sure. idea. And and I also say it to my friends who are very uh, huge supporters of the Second Amendment. Yeah. And what they're telling me is their life experience and how – and their concerns and in their environment how it needs to be protected. And while I hear that, do they know that in some environments it would be more difficult? Yeah. You know, when you're li- living in the middle of New York City or Chicago – You know, it may not be able to look exactly the same, but this movie Newtown is not just about it's not just about gun rights. This is about grief. Hmm. This is about um, mental illness. It's about um, how a child um, who is struggling slips through the cracks. It's about how a community comes together and takes care of each other. Because really, that's the thing, is that for as difficult as the movie is to watch, and I know that you will be very moved, there are pieces, uh, there, I learned a ton, yeah. you know, of how, what grieving looks like. Yeah. And, you know, one quote from the movie that Todd and I keep talking about is one of the dads says, there's just no, there's, there's no way to do this well. Yeah. Like to grieve something so horrible. It's not like there's a textbook where you're like, oh, here's how you do it. And here's the right way.
0: It's messy. Well, and what that is, is, I mean, you just told me a story about how one of our friend's parents just passed away Mm -hmm. and you sent him a card Mm -hmm. that uh, said this sucks or something like that, right? It sucks. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. instead of, hey, it'll get better or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's all we want is somebody to connect with us and not tell us that it's going to get better Mm -hmm. tomorrow or next week. Just... Somebody to give us the space to have the grief.
1: Be with me where I am now. Yeah. And that's always something that's been important to me is don't tell me to get over it. Don't tell me that I'll feel better tomorrow. Just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I will sit in this space with you. And that's kind of what I felt about Newtown is, are we willing to sit in this space with these people and also be inspired and also think more deeply about how we can be helpful? Um, But I wanted to tell you guys that for the ones who are coming and people who are considering it, it was one of the most uh, critically acclaimed documentaries of the year. So I have no, I am not at all, uh, I have complete faith that you will be- (laughs) moved and that you will think the, the movie making was amazing. But I also want you to know that I think we've been a little too flippant about, oh, yeah, and it, it's it's a movie that is moving.
0: Hey, folks, uh, it's Todd. Sorry for the interruption, but uh, we're about to talk about a new partner we have, healthy habits, happy moms dot com slash Zen. But uh, on the original podcast, I accidentally called it something different. So if you're interested in learning more about our new partner, go to healthy habits, happymoms.com slash zen now back to me saying the wrong thing can I talk about our new partnership that we have please um, so there's these three awesome ladies who live in Iowa the Hawkeye State
1: I love Iowa I know do they know we went to school in Iowa is this heaven no
0: no it's Iowa it's Iowa uh, Lauren, Jennifer, and Annie, and they run a website called Healthy Habits, Healthy Moms. And they do a lot of things which we're going to talk about in the next few weeks of uh, this this podcast. But um, it's all about having balanced, healthy lives. Okay. It's for the everyday mom. And a lot of it is exercise, but a lot of it is just, you know, resources kind of like what we share, resources. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it's mental wellness, mental emotional wellness, wellness, and physical, physical wellness. wellness.
0: And they have all these videos about physical wellness as well. And um, uh, but it's uh, the language that they use is very in alignment with ours. It's not about body shaming. It's not about diets. It's not about you know these ridiculous cleanses that we do. It's about everyday healthy decisions.
1: Okay, I love it.
0: So, um, they have, so, go ahead. Oh,
1: well, I was going to say, you said something a second ago about a podcast. Are you talking about our podcast? Our podcast. Okay. So they're not a podcast. No. They are a they're a,
0: website, they're a website that, and they have a Facebook page of 20,000 people. Wow. Okay. I mean, they're pretty successful. Okay. And they have two different programs going on. One of them hadn't started yet. I'll talk about that in a few weeks, but they have something called screw your resolutions. I <laughs> love it. Which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, so the way to learn more about it is go to healthy habits, Healthymoms.com slash Zen. Oh, cool! And you can sign up, and the uh, Screw Your Resolutions 30 Day Challenge is exactly that. It's 30 days. It's free. They also have a program coming up later on called Balance 365, which is uh, something uh, a little bit more. It's more of a commitment. It costs money. Things like that. But uh, if this interests you and you want 2017 to be one of balanced health things like that, go to HealthyHabitsHealthymoms.com. dot zen.
1: And is it only for women?
0: Yes. Okay. It's for moms.
1: Okay. All right. I just wanted Sorry, to make guys. Sure. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Not one's, for you. This one's for me. That's right. All right. Okay. Wonderful. Glad to have them on board.
0: So what else are we going to talk about?
1: So um I wanted to read one more thing. Actually, I have many more things, but I'll just read a few of these things just because I think that they they made me think. Um There is a quote that's been kind of going around. I've seen it on many, many pages, and I ended up taking a picture of it like two weeks ago. Um, And I thought it's really important for us as parents. I think it's important for us as we're trying to communicate with each other um, in our communities, in our friendships, in our relationships, and in our world. So listen to this quote, Todd. It's by a woman named um, Emily Marajan. You ready? Are you going to sneeze? No. You sure? I'm great. Are you going to (laughs) sniff? Your man cold?
0: Yes, yeah, man cold, baby.
1: <laughs> Ready? Yeah. I feel like you're gonna blow your nose in the middle of this. I'm corner. not. Okay.
0: I just have the Kleenex just in case just, I sneeze.
1: Just in case. Okay. Here's her. Here's uh, Emily Marijan's quote. I am not here for your understanding of me. I am here for your understanding of who you are. I am your mirror. How you feel about me, what you see in me. The thoughts that arise of your emotional encounter with me, the judgments you hold about me are all reflections of you. They have nothing to do with me.
0: You want me to paraphrase? Please. Spot it, you got it.
1: Well, yes. Right? Yes. And just that when someone drives us crazy, yes, yes, and when... We are angry at someone instantly. Like the you know, the story I was telling before about Glennon's page where this woman is seeing this picture of everybody being happy. She's like, It's a lie. Mm. It's not true. It can't be true. There's a story in there. And she was lovely. Later on, she find I mean, she was kind of angry at first, but later on she said, Here's my experience and here's my pain. So her view of their picture was a reflection of her pain. Yeah. And can we see that in our parenting? Our view of what our children are saying. Our view of what our spouse is experiencing or or maybe re- telling us or doing or it's a reflection of how we react to it is a reflection of our pain. Yeah. And this is
0: It's it, like the squeeze orange and you get orange juice.
1: Exactly. Or yes, you get orange juice. Like if you If
0: you are miserable, The odds are you're going to be making... You're going to be judging people with with from that place.
1: And then what comes out of that judgment is sometimes negativity. If yeah. there's orange juice inside of you, when you squeeze you, orange juice will come out. Right. So if you have hatred or anger or un, undealt with pain inside of you, if you get triggered or squeezed, that undealt with pain is going to come out.
0: Or if you look at yourself in a positive fashion or optimistic fashion or upbeat fashion, odds are what you're going to broadcast out to the world are those same positive attributes.
1: And here's the bottom line line. Your story is not everybody else's story. We have this thing we have going on now where if we feel a certain way about something and if we've had a personal experience, then that means it must be true for everybody. And it's not. It can guide us somewhat, meaning we may find other people who feel the way we do and we may... We may be able to understand other people's experiences because of ours, but to insist or believe that everybody's experience is ours is not fair. And also to believe, like Mark Nepo's got this great quote where he says, just because I feel broken doesn't mean the world is broken. Yeah, Isn't that perfect?
0: And that is, um, how do I say it? That is just shifting... I don't know. what What is the word to describe what he's describing? What he's saying is
1: when you are feeling broken inside... Those, you know, this is another Mark Nepo thing. He talks about when we are feeling broken, it's like we're looking out a dirty window. Our window is so dirty or our glasses are so dark that everything we see is about what we're experiencing inside. And if we were to clean the window...
0: We are looking through the world through our own lens.
1: And through our own experiences. So then when people point fingers at people and they say, you are this and you're lying and this isn't true, it's that... Thumb pointing back at you thing, like, you know, what, why, why may, why are they a liar?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, well, they must be because I didn't experience this. Well, could it be that two different things are going on here? Yeah. And maybe in some, you know, 10% of the time you're right. Maybe you're seeing something that other people don't. Mm. Like I, it, it would be foolish of me in this in the midst of this conversation to say that I know everything about what I'm saying sure. here. Of course, there are times when you're like, I spied it and I didn't have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, that's- And
0: does that happen though sometimes?
1: Well, I'm sure, you know, like-
0: like if I see, you know, an old, a young man stealing groceries from an old lady walking across the street. and that He
1: is stealing groceries. That
0: upsets me. Yes. There's nothing about me that I spot.
1: Yeah. I don't think you're stealing groceries too. Right. You're just seeing something factual. Right. But a lot of times, and this gets too deep, I don't want to go here, but sometimes even the way we see something like that gets skewed. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, someone shares a tweet yeah. or a text, and someone's like, well, that's not what they really mean, mm-hmm. when it's obvious they've just said something inappropriate or unkind. Yeah. And then someone else is like, well, that's not what they really mean, just because they're looking at it through a different lens. Right.
0: And So you can um, see a fact of a man stealing groceries from an old lady walking across the street, right. but... Uh, where I think we get into trouble is we add a bunch of layers of baggage onto witnessing that experience. Correct.
1: That every person takes advantage of old right, ladies, right. that every man is a problem, right. that you know people are no longer safe in this world. When all in fact, all books,
0: you saw was one man right. stealing groceries from some old lady.
1: And you had a belief system, as I would, that that's not okay, and mm. that that's not that person practicing their goodness, and that that is not appropriate to take advantage of somebody else. These are things that we can be very clear about, um, but we also have to understand that not everybody is where we are. Speaking Meaning,
0: of which, sweetie. Yes, honey. All right, look, I'll tell you what. I'll give you $50. Now, be reasonable. You cannot turn down $50 for a $6 ride. No. Watch me. me that, Stop it. I want that ride, lady. Someone help. Shut up, you old pig. Oh, <laughs> he stole the rye. He stole the marble rye. He
1: stole the marble. He says,
0: "Shut up, you old bag." It
1: was the last one. Oh, really? Wasn't it the last no. marble rye? No, I'm oh, not talking about the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She it was took the, last the last one. The last marble rye.
0: That's funny.
1: <laughs> so, unless it's Jerry Seinfeld, of course. Right,
0: right. Then it's okay.
1: Well, and also that's fiction. Right. Um, but here's here's another quote that I thought was really valuable, and I don't know who said this. I just wrote it down, and because I must have really liked it, we need to learn to step into the space between each other. Is
0: that a good oh, yeah. for you? Well, it you? means meet you halfway in my judgment of who they are and where they stand. I think that's pretty good. Isn't that
1: good? Get out of your your life for a moment to be open to another's. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't say jump into their life, be them. Right. You can still hold your own. Yeah. You can still have your belief system and have your experience and be very um, confident in what you believe. Yeah. But can you hear, can you step into that space between each other? You know, can you can you be open to listening? And you may listen and say, I hear you. I understand that's your experience, but it's not mine. And you may part ways. As
0: opposed to saying you're wrong, you could say exactly what you just said. I hear you, but it's not my experience.
1: It's not my experience. And I hear you, and I know that's your experience. And and we can... That's
0: when we, uh, we would talk about my truth and your truth and yes, how they can be different, different and both... Valuable, valuable, and I don't, I don't know about true. And but. where
1: we are now. Here's the thing: is we think that everyone should be where we are. Like you know, people who are like, I'm at this spiritual understanding, and nobody else is, or these people aren't. It's like they have their own. Yeah. Path, yeah. And it's still, again, paradoxically, two things exist at once. One is that you need to keep speaking your truth and, and, and honoring what you feel you came here to do and say. And simultaneously, you have to understand that that doesn't mean everybody else is going to believe the same thing. Yeah, and, and can there exist between some...
0: Give me that quote one more time.
1: ...step into the space between each other?
0: Step into the space between each other. I feel like it'd be step into the space between me and you.
1: Yeah. Between each that, other. Yeah.
0: Between you and I. So
1: like, let's talk about a partnership or a parent, you know, yeah. uh, parent child. When I am talking to my daughter or listening to my daughter, um, my daughter is very into friends right now. My middle daughter talks show? to me about Friends all the time. The show? The show. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Not, not Friends socially. She likes them too, but she's super into the show Friends. Okay, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I've seen every Friends episode about a million and ten times. Mm-hmm. I have also, I'm not as, she's watching it now versus I watched it forever, you know, for like 15 years straight um, and would watch it all the time. It was like my 30 Rock, was it not?
0: Sweetie, my favorite was Ross.
1: Mine was Chandler.
0: Chandler Bong. Nice job.
1: Thanks. I used to watch it, as we know. And I still do occasionally, of course, because it's on everywhere. But she keeps telling me things about the characters and about, you know, the show and her perspective and what's really happening. And it's kind of funny because I don't agree with everything she's saying. But I need to step into the space... Uh, Obviously, you guys, I'm using a very simple thing here. This is more difficult if it's like a deeper thing. But instead of being like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. No, you don't. I step into the space between us, which is I take into consideration her age. I take into consideration her viewpoint. I take into consideration her life experience. And I hear her. I don't need to be right. I don't need to tell her why she's wrong. Simultaneously, I share my viewpoint,
0: yeah, without giving up your own power
1: no i 'm not going to say you 're wrong you know you 're right about everything and i 'm wrong, but i 'm going to say, okay, I get that I get that now here 's how I see it right. that's a that 's a sign of a healthy relationship. I was just talking to a woman a little bit ago about a relationship she was having with her partner, and she was talking to me about how they always have to play games, that everything is a game, everything is a one up everything is i 'm going to walk away first and I said to her, you know... Are these
0: romantic partnerships? Yeah, it's her partner. Point systems?
1: You know, it's not that literal. It's not... I mean, maybe it is in your mind, but it's more just like she doesn't know how to really show up as herself because the game is ongoing. Yeah. So if she shows up... Transactional. Yes. So if she shows up as herself, then she feels like she's losing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know that a healthy relationship doesn't even have a game in it. Yeah. You know, maybe you have moments of a game, but you pretty much shove that under the bed pretty quick. Right. You have a healthy relationship as I'm showing up as me. I'm also standing back enough so I can hear you. And then we find this place in between where we either agree, one of us learns something new and maybe change our mind, or we agree to disagree and we're cool with that. Yeah. You and I have had like three discussions in the last couple of days of we've just agreed to disagree. Well, and it's been really great.
0: Do you remember what any were about? Because I don't.
1: One of them today was about a text that you got and you were questioning oh, yeah. its appropriateness and I thought it was fine. Yeah. And you were like, no, this offended me. And I was like, I understand why, but do you understand this person's perspective that and and we just, we didn't even disagree. You were just like, well, I, it bothers me. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And then we went on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. We don't have to agree on everything to move on. right? It's okay that we disagree. It's more interesting. If we agreed on everything, I'd be a little bored.
1: Yeah, me too. Let's just disagree all the time.
0: Disagreeing is the best. Disagreeing rules. That's right.
1: So my last quote, because I'm assuming you're...
0: (laughs) That means bored.
1: I thought that was you because you have a man cold.
0: I got a man cold, baby. For God's sakes, woman, he's got a man cold. So this is my favorite quote of... Favorite and final. Final. Okay, it's by
1: Epictetus. Never heard of him. I I had to read on Wikipedia sounds how to say this guy's name. Okay. Because Epictetus, but I, I learned. People are not disturbed by things, but by the view they take of them. People are not disturbed by things, yeah. but by the view they take yeah. of them.
0: What power do you give a an experience, uh, a phrase, uh, an interaction? Yes. What, what do you... How do you resolve that inside of yourself? As opposed to the experience alone in a vacuum, what power are you giving that experience?
1: Exactly, which is another way of talking about triggers. Like why is this causing you... To take everything up a notch. Why is this causing you to have a fight? Why is this causing you to shut down? Yeah. Why is this causing you... Because, again, it goes back to that, I am not here for your understanding of me. I am here for your understanding of who you are. I am your mirror. How you feel about me, what you see in me, the thoughts that arise of your encounter with me, the judgments, are all reflections of you. Yeah. And, again, with that in mind, even like the the guy stealing the marble rye... Yeah. It is a reflection of me. It's that I think it's inappropriate that someone take advantage of someone else. I am learning about me in that situation. Right. I am getting a reflection of myself, as again, in the last month or so, I have had to figure out and get a reflection of myself. What am I experiencing? What do I believe? And what am I willing to stand for? What am I willing to be for? And, you know, that is. I have an opinion. And so my point in saying that is, yeah, everything that I experience, good or bad, is a reflection of who I am. Right. And so let's just be curious.
0: Be curious, man. It's cool.
1: Instead of judgmental, as Walt told us, be curious, not judgmental.
0: Good old Walt Whitman, one of my favorites. I like him. Uh, We have no iTunes reviews, but we do have Zen Friends.
1: I like Zen friends. What is a
0: Zen friend, my dear? A Zen
1: friend is somebody who is either attending the conference or cannot attend the conference who would like to help supplement another person attending the conference, meaning they give a donation as a Zen friend to make sure that people can attend the conference and get scholarship or discounts. How does
0: somebody become a Zen friend? You
1: go to zenparentingradio.com, you click on events, go to, you know, the page where you get your tickets for the conference, and it's right there. I mean, it's like right next to where you would get your ticket.
0: And our our three Zen friends for the week are Christy Jordan, Nichelle Artin, A-R-T-I-N, and Kathy and Billy Litkin
1: thank you thank you so much my
0: dear Zen friends
1: yes and these people who are Zen friends they get their name in our program for the uh, at the the weekend of the conference they also get something on their name badge that says Zen friend um, which I know is not their motivation but is our way of giving thanks and making
0: sure everybody knows that they're trying to support others damn right I mean darn right yes I I said
1: damn also on this show shame on you do we have to put a different rating on it
0: no that's only if you drop F bombs. Okay, we won't do that. So, don't forget about healthyhabitshappymoms.com dot com slash zen. Really excited to be partnering up with these three amazing ladies from Iowa. Yes, and um, you know, I guess that's all I got. Yeah. Me
1: too. Polish your mind with the minds of others.
0: That's right. You don't
1: have to become them. You don't have to decide that they're right and you're wrong and they're good and you're bad. What you do is you take their information and allow it to contribute to your already existing knowledge. How about that?
0: And I'll just say, keep trucking. Yeah. Because that's what you need to do. Adios.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. Bye bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us. You can also just tell a friend about our show. That's our favorite kind of marketing. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And get your early bird tickets for our big Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference February 24th and 25th at the Westin in Lombard. Todd and I will be speaking Friday night, and we have Rob Bell, Rosalind Wiseman, and Ali Smith as our keynotes on Saturday.
0: If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at zenparentingradio.com or Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. (laughs) on the phone skype or in person we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals the website is toddadamscoaching.com and we also have a monthly men's group so if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with check out the tribe men's if you ever shop on amazon you can help us out by first going through the amazon link on our home page it doesn't cost anything to you but we get a small commission from amazon And finally, I want to thank our two amazing partners, Dr. Kelly from The Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Jeremy Kraft, that bald-headed beauty from Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks and keep on trucking.